Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Romancing Our Stones. We really missed you. We're glad you're back. Didn't like that little push. You know, we should, ended up should have just had having to record this episode on Tuesday because it's not like we found out anything until Saturday. We could have guesstimated and recorded on Tuesday and released this thing on Wednesday and would have probably been spot on. And it's kind of like ripping off a Band-Aid because literally this could have happened on Tuesday yep. and uh, I, we would be much better off. The sting would be gone, but here we are now. And spoiler alert, we still officially haven't been shown who the new Bachelorette is, even though obviously all the marketing is surrounding Tasha. But the episode ends with them about to have her walk in. Oh, that, the so they reaction. Still, they yeah. still drag our butts through this whole thing. Anyway, you were your male survival guide to pop culture that your girl will drag you to. Um, little I show called Romancing Our Stones. I am Matt. <laughs> I am Alex. And uh, we are here reviewing the last time we'll see Claire, thankfully, until fingers, next week. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. When we have a sit down with her. Um, but we're covering The Bachelorette episode three. Um, which ultimately led to proposal. So, I mean, would have been better with Pilot's Pete, Pilot Pizza season being three episodes? Probably. Probably. But um, I don't know, ma'am. Are you saying Claire would is kind of doing us a favor? <laughs> I mean, I would, honestly, she is. I, I would never give that satisfaction <laughs> to um, this particular person. Um, anyway. Uh, what are we drinking? We are dream, drinking... Dream King. Um, You're the Dream King? A sour, tartan juicy sour IPA uh, from Epic Brewing in Denver, Colorado. Um, it's an IPA and a sour mixed together. It's uh, 5.1% alcohol. Pretty sessionable. Denver, and uh, it's pretty good. So I'm going to open it here. Oh, look at you. I already started. Oh, well. Alex and I were brewing a new, uh, new beer today. We're going to have a hazy IPA to report in six weeks. Six episodes, we'll tell you how it tastes. Yeah. Um, we're getting fired up about that. But, you know, like, there's not a lot in this episode again because Claire's a... It, it's, it's an episode, it's, what is it, an hour and a half or was it two hours? It was two hours. It was two hours of Claire dragging these guys further along, having them wait for her to hang out with Dale... And then get to the point where she finally says, huh, all right, guys, bye. I found my guy. She essentially dumps everyone. Yeah. I mean, okay. There's but, the, we, we, we talked about this before because we save all our best conversations off the podcast. Um, no, but we, t- <laughs> we were wondering about what the hell we were going to talk about. And there's something that I want to talk to you about, Claire. Well, to clarify, that was my approach. And you said, actually, I found a lot of good things to talk about. So I'm actually really intrigued to hear what you have to talk well, about. Well, I, I think that we're looking... This show is a bubble in this particular quarantine episode season of the is a bubble inside of a bubble. Yeah. And I think that you have to we have to dissect Claire's behavior because in the real world, these are the biggest red flags and the biggest uh doom doom for heralders Signals. heralders yeah. um that you could ever have. And you know, Chris goes and sits down with her and then he starts to have a conversation. First off, he barges in a room and asks her if he can start rearranging furniture, which I thought was a power move. He's like, do you mind if I move <laughs> some Chris furniture? Harrison. Yeah, he's, but he's, I mean, this is the first time I've ever seen, he was simultaneously pissed 
and like feigning happiness. It's kind of like it's kind of like when your uh, you know your your new your buddy or your or your girlfriend tells you about their new their new person they're dating and they're like yeah he, he, she's the best and I I can't I and you're kind of like sitting there like yeah but what does this mean about bro time what does this mean about girl time <laughs> because you kind of have a contract here with me where you're going to maximize bro time and you're bringing you're, you're bringing in another person here yep um, so he was kind of pissed and mad at the same time I think it's the first time we've ever heard him cuss on air. Yeah. Yes. And, and I'll, I don't think anybody could ever disagree with Chris Harrison being direct. He's always direct when he asks you questions and talks to you. However, he was direct. And like you said, his tone was a little bit different this time. Well, his face, it looked like he was like either holding in a poop or he <laughs> ate like an old fig that was like fermented. Like he was, he didn't, his face was all contorted, mm-hmm. but you know, like, she is head over head, oh head over heels in love with Dale, and she hasn't even had a one-on-one date with him. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know people may argue that they had a one-on-one date on their group date, but they, she hasn't even had an opportunity. If she really felt this way, she should have given him a, a you know, said that guy that tried to like physically harm her, she could have gone on that date with Dale, get pedicures and and whatnot. Um, yeah, but this is why this is what I wanted to talk to you about because. Talking about outside the bubble. If this is a real world relationship, Chris Harrison said, well, what do you, how do you know everything about him? Mm-hmm. And she said, I went through his Instagram page and I found out that we liked the same things. He had a, he had a, a thing he did for his mom on the day that she died. And it made me think about my mom. And like, literally that's, that's number one thing that I want to talk about. <laughs> she fell in love with an influencer. Yeah. I mean, to a, to a small degree, yep. this is, no, no, no. He, he's the party city guy with an Instagram. Yes, page. let's let's not, yeah, let's not let's not twist imaginations here. A lot of these people are, are influencers, or they're they're on this show for a reason, and it's because their agent, be it a top level agent or a mediocre agent, is trying yeah. to get them some more gigs. But you don't really know anyone through an Instagram no. account, like except outside I, of the bubble I, in the real world. I'm not gonna be like, hey man, I got talked about this girl. And you're like, cool, yeah, what about her? Well, like, I don't really know her, but she's smoking hot and she's on this Instagram thing and I've been following her. You'd be like, okay, you're one psycho, two, like, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you, I was like looking at the chive and thinking you have a chance. Yeah. Like, like oh, yeah, yeah this girl, oh, yeah. Uh, she's She and I both like the same things. We both like bikinis. We both <laughs> like sandy beaches. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she has a we dog. We both like pool activities. <laughs> she, oh my gosh. Oh wait, her birthday's the same month as mine. We have so much in common. She loves electrolytes. She's an Aquarius. She sells Herbalife. <laughs> She's worried about my health. I mean, like, that's a that's a red flag, like, to a T. Yeah. So she fell in love with him by looking at his Instagram account, which, which I think is a huge red flag. Second red flag <laughs> is that they've never been on a date. A full, yeah, one-on-one. It's, well, it's like... Group I've never dates. had I've never had somebody win the Bachelorette without being on a one on one. I I this is this is gonna be a first. And I like with these group dates, it's essentially like going out bowling with a bunch of your friends and then sneaking off and making out with someone when you go get beer and then you come back to the bowling party. Like it's not super yes. substantial. Like yes. it is it is literally she's only done that twice with Dale. It's kinda like you know, like it's like everyone's like sitting around. Didn't Claire and Dale go get nachos? It's been a while. It's, it's their turn like, to bowl. Like, where are they? Yeah. Um, I saw them going to the arcade together. <laughs> they went to the photo booth. I think they're kissing. Um, it just reminds me of like the anchor man when he's like, I think I'm in love or whatever. And he's yeah. Like, well, how do you know? 
Well, I don't know. It's not a good start, but keep going. It's like, that's kind of where we are with Claire. Like Chris Harrison, where he is at with Claire. Like, I went on his Instagram page, and we have a lot in common. It's not a great start, but keep going. <laughs> okay. So that's that's my second red flag. Third red flag is she said that her instinct has never been right with men. Ever. And she's also simultaneously telling him that when you know, you know. Yes. And that it's a hard thing and she can't explain it. Yes. When the common denominator in all her relationships, which are abusive people, Juan Pablo, this or that, is her and her inability to be discerning. This process of the bachelorette somewhat allows you to be discerning because you can take weeks and times. And similar to what the guys said last episode when she gave a rose to nobody because they made fun of Daily Boy. Yeah. Um, was that you didn't see enough in any of us to at least want to get to know us for another week. Well, and for you and me, truth is always bound in sarcasm for us, right? Like we'll grill each other on shit yeah. and give each other a hard time. Yeah. Usually by sarcastic means, but it's usually because like we're calling each other out on something, right? And Correct. she had umpteen guys. I don't know how many it was, what, eight or so? All grilling. Poor, like I said, poor Daly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the other guys in the house who are part of that audience are clapping and hooting and hollering. Yes. There's like hmm, immediate Claire, confirmation hmm. bias. I mean, yes, there's going to be there's going to be more than a modicum of... Uh, sorry, big scrabble word. But there's going to be a little bit more of a modicum of uh, jealousy, obviously, right? Yeah. He's the star. Everybody recognizes him as kind of her... her you know, the sparkle in her eye right now. Mm-hmm. That ain't all of it though. He's, you know, he's got some things that are probably worth taking a look at a little bit deeper outside of his Instagram page. Yeah. And also I think, so I think that that's important too. And I think another red flag in this whole thing is that Claire has a lot of trauma in her past. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, yeah. She's... Both from dating wise and from her father dying mm-hmm. and her mother being sick and dying. And I don't think that a lot of those items has, and I'm not saying I'm a psychiatrist or anything like that, but I think a lot of those things need to be addressed because she is latching on to the first thing. And she's like, I used to beg guys to love me. And that's as it's reading too. Like it, you're right. And I think maybe that's, you know, early on in the show, I was like, you know, a couple episodes back when we were recording, I was like, she's got the emotional maturity of an 18 year old. Probably because like, she hasn't really been able to get over some things. Trauma has to ha- has her locked in a certain time of her life. Yeah. And this isn't a, you know, me I'm being a misogynist or anything like that because men are the same way too. I mean, men get locked in. Trauma oh, yeah. causes people to lock themselves in certain ages. But they don't progress. And they don't progress unless yeah. they actively work at it. And mm-hmm. she, you can, I mean, from the first group date that she ever went on where Dale was a part of it and no one popped up to get her and she got pissed. You know, like it went from no one from zero to 60 real fast. Zero to six, zero to a thousand. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then I was also, you know, uh, there's also, um, let me say this. Yeah. Sorry. I'm looking at a loss of words here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A little brain fart. This episode is brought to you. I'm just kidding. Um, my brain farts. (laughs) But I think one of the things that, I think about in that in that same situation is she kind of reminds me of like the serial dater. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The person who never actually leaves a relationship. They go from like they spend two days single and mm-hmm. they jump into another relationship with somebody thinking that that's going to be their 
saving grace. Yeah. And eventually, God forbid, that person keeps bouncing around from relationship to relationship, never actually working and growing on themselves. And then they get married. And then, then that then that's their their identity. And it's like, they're never finding out who they are on their own. And that's a dangerous thing. And I feel like Claire might fall into that category. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But it seems like I said, like, like some of the things that she's spoken to, like, I usually have to beg guys to love me, or I don't want to have to beg any more guys to love me. Or it just, it, it screams of like, man, she really needs to spend some time alone in the woods for, with herself. Like, yeah. And I, she's tying her, like you said, identity is a good word, word that you said. She's also tying her self worth into another human being. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just, cause if that it's inherently flawed, we're humans. It's, it's a foundation set on sand because if that sand shifts or that person, like if he's, I felt bad for Dale and not that he seems happy or whatever, bullshit, whatever. Um, but you know, like he was forced to, propose right away they really did kind of and i know that chris harrison was trying to usher them off because she's like when is this gonna happen proposal tonight like he was like we're not gonna we're not gonna dick around chris wasn't messing around you get to have an overnight you get to bone them see if it's worth it and then i'll go and talk to the guys cancel this rose ceremony um i'll be your bad guy again it was it was probably the closest thing we've seen in a long time to an actual shotgun wedding seriously get (laughs) going him right into it and it's interesting too because I was thinking about this too because they brought Tasha what seems like that night like like with the night that they got proposed they after they got proposed and they're in quarantine and at that point in time quarantine required 14 days of isolation yes so do the math so if you think about it like when did they realize that Claire was going to go south and when did they start telling Tasha to bring her bags to quarantine because we have guys here and she's leaving I knew he was ushering her out, though. They were done. I'm wondering if that first night... Because remember, remember when we were, we were losing our, our stuff over the fact that like, what she was saying on the on the first nights with the intros? She's like, I think I just met my husband. Like, remember Chris Harrison's like, that seems interesting. Like, like, what he's like, you, he had like... He's like we've never, big we've never heard that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think at that point, they might have been like, we need to put somebody up on the rounders. We need to put somebody on second base here coming home like it makes sense the timelines that timeline wise that that matches up while exactly that's what i'm saying like do the math right yeah and i I think the words that she was using that first episode describing him i'm sure there's a producer or maybe off the recorded line right yeah when the microphone was off she's talking to one of the producers one of the producers probably texts chris harrison goes we got to get somebody asap because she's done yeah, I love how we treat we like, Chris Harrison as like the CEO of the show. <laughs> she texts she, she text Chris Harrison, dude, we, code red, code red. Code rose. Chris is like, I'm, I'm, I'm coming in. <laughs> he's the figurehead. We'll just, at least we can put a name to the face, right? He's, he's big roses. <laughs> he's, he's the linchpin on love. Um, <laughs> he's got a desk job as well as recording. He's like, so, yeah, he's, he's like, like kingpin from Daredevil. You need to leave the office right now and come on site. <laughs> Uh, I, I believe it because I mean, to, I mean, just time wise with quarantine and everything that she had to be prepped and they had to see this coming. Unless they always have a backup bachelor at bachelor in their wings, kind of like a ripcord kind of situation. Maybe yeah, kind I of mean, like you have like a, a bullpen. Or, or again, I think they're, they're, they could have heard some very strong words from Claire, and they're probably like, we need to figure out a contingency. And while we like to make fun of the show and its production and. and and the kind of uh, the fanfare that is involved in this whole process, that production crew ain't 
stupid either. And yeah. if they see some, if they see their show about to burn up in flames in the middle of a year where maybe ratings and TV shows aren't really happening and they've already got one going, they got people invested and quarantined. Yeah. Oh, like hell, they're going to shut this thing down early. Yeah. So again, they're, the Bachelor Nation is a, is a machine. And it, those production crews are not going to... They're, they're going to have their stuff on lockdown. It's a big business. They're like those map people in the elections. Like, this is Colbert County, and Colbert County is the only... The pollsters. Yeah, the pollsters. Like, this is going to, da, da, da. they're coming in, they're only, and there's more vote to be had. They probably looked at Claire like, oh, this is a dying, this yep. is a dying on a limb. Like you said, Code Red... Code bring red. in the bring in the backups. So they so the, so they had this. Her and Dale had this final one on one fantasy date, um, and they brought in the people from that won't listen to your heart, which you can tell that Dale and Claire had no idea who the hell no. they were. Oh wow! Uh, oh wow! Wow! Which, at the same time, though, kind of the song and 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 performers that Claire deserved. <laughs> yeah, they they weren't as good as they were in the show. I mean, no, they just kind of said love a bunch. Love, love, love. They, well, they just, they just sounded like a typical karaoke crew. Yeah. They didn't sound as good as they did. They the probably show. were looked at them. Like I bet Claire's like, why didn't I get Thomas Rhett? Yeah. Exactly. Why not? No. What the heck? That's what I'm saying. Like she got, she got the group that she deserved for bachelor production. They got Chase Rice last season. What the hell? You guys having a good time? <laughs> Still my favorite. That's good. Um, so then they have, then they go take the bone train to pound town. Um, and then Dale's kind of sitting there like, I think that if any other circumstance, like after Dale bedded her, that's where his normal like trajectory arc ends is like he had mm-hmm. sex is done. And he's ready on for the next. He's like laying there. He's like looking up. He has that like pubic hair beard. Yeah. Um, that little chin music he's got going on. It was weird. It was like a, it was like a, like one of those bars you put over a naked person in a movie, in a TV show. Like that's <laughs> what it looks like bar. A censorship bar across his chin. Um, yeah. It's like, it's, gr- it's grody. I don't know why he, that's a thing, but, but he was kind of sitting there and they're like rubbing each other's chest. What's the next steps. And then Chris like proposal tonight is your chance. And then that's for the first time she looks at Dale as an actual human and be like, well, I wonder if he's ready for this. Uh, yeah. You know, exactly. All of a sudden it's not all just about Claire. But it kind is. Of, kind of. Yes, I mean, but it is. Yeah. Because she's like, well, I don't want him to all of a sudden run away, which is then, then she gets back into this, like, I'm tired of begging guys to love me, and like I always chase guys away. So so imagine imagine if dragons. your buddy... Imagine dragons. <laughs> imagine there's... This episode is brought to you by Imagine Dragons. All right. Imagine there's no roses. It's easy if you try. No Let's show hear it. below us. Above us is another guy. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> um, no, but spoiler alert. Take the <laughs> shocking look into my past. Um, no, and so your buddy comes up to you and says, "I met a girl, but I was, you know, the girl I was following on Instagram for the last three months. I went on a date with her last week. I'm ready to propose. I bought a ring. I bought a ring, and I'm driving down my knee tonight. Yep. What would you tell that friend? Let's go on a two-week vacation. Knock the fuck off. Yeah. Is what you would say. Yeah. This is not happening. No. That's what's going on in this scenario. Yeah. And yeah. you have Claire whose ovaries are looking like the Raisinets, you know, the California Raisinets from the boxes that used to sing in the commercials or play the saxophone. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't, her talk clock is ticking. Yeah. And it is such an exponential. I understand p- her rush. I understand. Well, it's such an exponential pace yeah. that it's almost 
unfathomable for Dale. It's like all of a sudden it's like, okay, he's going to, so he, he was forced to propose after two weeks. Maybe that's what he wants. Maybe that's what he doesn't want. I'm going to go on and say he did it just because. Yeah. You know, and I think that, I think while he is well-intentioned, I think there's definitely going to be a lot of, oh shit moments that come across his mind about, because what is he? 27? He's 30. He's 31. Is he 31? Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. I'll give it to him. All right. But at the same time, like you said, he's probably used to like, you know, gets in tight with a girl, goes on a couple dates, maybe, maybe takes her to bed. And then he's probably like ready to move on to the next. And I I could be, I could be very falsely judging that. Right. No, I mean, but I feel like he's, he's a good looking dude. He's a model. Played in the NFL. Yeah, he, he probably is used to having multiple girlfriends over over a period of time, and we'll just call them girlfriends, and and uh, you know dating multiple women. Yeah, and all of a sudden he's finding himself hinged. But the timeline's also going to be accelerated, also because you got proposed. You propose really quick. How fast is your engagement going to be? How, on her timeline, yeah. how soon is your wedding going to be, and how soon do you try for kids? Yeah, you know it's like that's those are really big conversations that you have along the process of getting married and having kids that it's going to be, it's, he'll probably have no say in the speed. No. And he's graduating from single bachelor with all the time in the world to all of a sudden married timing her clock to try and get pregnant. Wild. I mean, that's like, that's, that's like four levels forward. That's like operation warp speed. Yeah. Yeah. It's insanely, it's a, it's an insane jump from where he's currently at. And that's, and, and regardless of what, what his past is and what his current, you know, prior to the show, what his current lifestyle was, any guy should be freaked out at that. Any guy, any girl, if, if all of a sudden a girl were to jump into with a guy and it's like, well, Hey, I, you know, I don't want to be too old to be a father. Let's talk about having kids. Like after we get married, like, Whoa, even for a girl, I'd be like, it's arguably enough to get freaked out about. I think this behavior is unhealthy and it's, and it scares me. Um, I think the healthiest thing that could happen is that they call it off. Uh, we'll see after a series of, after an engagement. And I hope to God, she never comes back on the show. Give her another chance. Yeah. Uh, so he proposes to her and then I laughed. We'll just kind of wrap them up. I'll laugh, uh, too. Cause they showed up like four days later, like at, in the credits of them, like making dinner together and mm-hmm. working out at the pool First Which, off, nice house. Who Whose house is that? I'd love to find out who. I'm sure they did, the producers gave it to him for a week or so. Or it could be or Clara could, for or, all the endorsements and stuff she gets from her well, being a career there was bachelor. Ocean, there was an ocean view, so she lives in Sacramento, so it's not Clara's um, house. Okay. But I was laughing because, you know, they were making dinner, and he's like, what are you making? She's like, salad. And then you look at the plates after they've been served. She just chopped the romaine lettuce. Like, the, there was no mixins, <laughs> There was no croutons. There was no nothing. It was just chopped lettuce so i don't know how good of a cook that she may be or he may be that meal looked like a bachelor meal just like chicken veggies and chopped romaine so i don't know the, Which col- isn't bad. It's the culinary snob in me is coming out um but um so going back to the other guys chris harrison essentially said hey like you guys all willing to put that shit behind you and focus on someone new you gotta decide for yourself if that's something you want to do, it's literally like, uh, you know, 
you going on a vacation with your potential girlfriend, then she leaves with a pool guy, and then the overlords come in and say, hey, I'm bringing in someone new. You cool? Like, yeah. I, yeah. I would have pause. I mean, but these guys aren't here for actually love. They're here for notoriety. Well, and, and here's the one thing. Like, if I wanted to talk about one thing on this episode, it is poor Jason. Oh, my. That guy's scary. He is scary. But however, he got rung through on his one-on-one with Claire. Also that she could make it about herself in burning her dress. I mean, he went, he revisited his, his traumatic childhood and on national television television, only to have her freaking bail, like probably the next day for, with somebody else. And I just, I think that's from Claire's perspective. She should have never done that date with him. Or anyone, but the or anyone because the producers were playing for the long con. I mean, they wanted to yeah. show that she was off her baggage. It's just, it's just so irresponsible with somebody else's emotions. I mean, he was like sitting on the couch and he was like, he kind of like, he kind of talked like the Ultimate Warrior um, from the WWF days. He's like, if I don't get my chance, if I give some of my emotions and I can't do it, I freak out. And you're like, oh gosh. Yeah, no, he, no, like, he definitely. You saw like a dark corner. Like, he, and he like he like he like goes there and he kind of like bobs his head in yeah. like a figure eight. He's like, get stern. Mm, I don't know if I should do this. I I bore my heart out. I feel the demons. <laughs> <laughs> They're singing to me. Jason, run! Um, I don't know, that guy. He, I. All, all I want to say about that is that was, it was irresponsible to play with somebody's emotions like that. And oh, I, I don't think that she's justified at all. I just, it was taking advantage of that. I totally mis, misplaced the in our pre pre show thoughts where the guys guess all. I kind of said that you know his he was an affable heavy guy. Mm-hmm. He's a tortured heavy guy. Yeah. from the past, so it's a little different. Um, but he shouldn't have come back. I don't think so either. For exactly those those reasons, though. And then Blake, Blake, I like how I, so we talked about game plan last time, and I like how Riley's like, I don't know, we don't know who's coming, or we don't know what she's like, or what's important to her. Like he was studying the game film going into the season. Then you have Blake Moines, who is a breaking the rules too, and he yes. was all conflicted as to yes. whether he's going to stay or not. And it's like, dude, like you're the guy that wants to settle down because your friends have wives. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, but he went out Canadian cursey, which I made I thought was funny. I will say I did appreciate, you know that that uh, what's the boy band guy's name again? Kenny, is it Kenny? Yeah, I. He was easy to laugh at up front because he is like a total like stuck in the '90s boy band guy. He is the only one who talks to Claire like she's a normal freaking human being, like she's and, and that she's responsible for her actions. Yeah. Nobody else, everybody else lets her bail out. Like, I understand this is a, this is hard on you. It's like, he's like, no, you, we deserve an apology. Yeah. I thought that was, you, I like that. When too. did you know this? And then, and, and what did she do? She doesn't apologize. I like, let's be clear. Apologize. For she goes, that. she goes, if I did this, I will apologize. If I did, if I wasted your time, then I'm sorry, but I will not apologize for love. I'm like, so you're not sorry. Yeah. Like, can like, and I think that's, that's where I felt like with Ken, like, I'm like, thank you, Kenny, for somebody holding her feet to the fire to be like, we deserve an apology. And, and he even, he even tells her, he's like, I'm not like, if you found the one, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you found the one, you should have let us know right away. Yeah. Like, don't string us along. I, 
Okay, I was distracted because Kenny has attached earlobes like me. You don't get your ears pierced if you have attached earlobes. That's one. That's besides the point. Um, I also, she's so narcissistic about this whole process, though, is that oh, yeah. she thinks that this is her story, yep. which also demonstrated in her conversations with Chris Harrison about Dale. Mm-hmm. Like, Dale is a part of her story. She has no consideration really about Who he is. Dale's side of the story mm-hmm. or Dale's journey to find love. It's a it's a very much a a dance and two people coming together from their life their past situations of life coming to one ultimate relationship where then their life starts over again together. I'm being super romantic here, but it's like she's like I, I didn't waste anyone's time. I'm not gonna apologize for love. It's like and, and maybe that's something that she's always dealt with, where maybe every guy she's dated has felt like an accessory to her life, and she begs for it. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. So they all decide to stay. Um, Tasha comes out of the of the limo, looking good. Um, she's just super fun and bubbly. Like, yeah, I um, love I love Tasha. I'm so I'm glad. really interested to see how all of this plays out because you know the preview may have sound like a lot of guys weren't into it, and then all of a sudden Chris Harrison's we're changing everything up, and that's where we were left. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have to sit through an insufferable. Do you think she talked to Dale before? I think so. Think so. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. It wasn't, wasn't Blake one is the one that was kind of breaking the rules. He yeah. DM'd her, or and something? she said he was the only one that reached out to her, and that's what made her feel special. But I think if it happened once, it happened more than once. It yeah. The responsible thing for her to do was to not say anything, yeah. right? Not to re- not to respond to whatever he like. Let you know she's responsible as the bachelorette to play. By the rules. Yeah. And if somebody reached out to be like, hey, sorry, this has all happened, but I'm excited, getting excited to meet you. Just leave it. Leave it. You're going to meet him anyways. Yeah. Right? Um, I think if you play that game once, you're willing to play it again. And if she was stalking Dale on his Instagram, she'd be like, well, I'm already kind of talking to this Blake guy. Like, I'll reach out to Dale too. I, th- I think she did. Yeah. She says. But let's just hold her feet to the fire there too. This is she's, the game. She swore on her mother's grave that she didn't. Father's grave. Or father's grave. Okay. I don't know. Is her mom alive? I don't think her, I don't think her mom's not doing great, but let's just, yeah, but sorry. So to be clear, she swore on her father's grave that she, there was no foul play. If it turns out that when he asks them on the, on the, the one-on-one or whatever, if she says, yeah, her, her word means nothing to me. Yeah. I think that, um, and that's turned a scary out- thing for Dale. <laughs> Turned out Yosef was right. Was he dick? He was yes. a super dick, but I mean, was he right? He had a point, you know, through this whole thing. So we'll leave you with that. Um, this is Romancing Our Stones, and each episode we watch, we give a certain amount of stones based on the um, the whether the show is good or not. So we each have two stones to give. Naturally. Which uh, two stones means you enjoy the episode. It's actually all right. Um, one stone means it's okay, and then zero stones means you'd prefer an active castration rather than watching this episode. And we are on the vegan scale now, um, because the meaty scale has been downgraded because there's been no meat to this particular episode. So maybe this might turn a corner. We'll have to find out. Alex, how many stones do you give this episode? One. One. <laughs> you said that so defeatingly. I mean, I feel like I'm. I feel like I need to throw a bone just because. 
there was some stuff that happened. There were some transitions that are taking place. Something that's not happened before in Bachelor history is happening in which she already found her person. So, you know, I think it was good in a lot of sense where we get to finally say goodbye to Claire and get on with an actual season. So for that reason, I'll give it a one. Like I'm looking forward to it picking back up now. Okay. I'll give it, I, you know, I thought zero, two, but one, I like seeing Chris Harrison get pissed off. Yes. Um, cause he's super robotic too. He's really fucking funny, but, um, I like seeing him be like a real person. I'm excited to see Claire away. Um, hey man, this is, this is his business and she's messing with it. Yeah, and I like I, I like, appreciate that from Chris being like, "Stop effing with me here." I like how Tasha's coming back in. Yep. Um, I like her as a better fit. Um, interesting yes. how this, excuse me, ends up. And uh, so I give it one stone too. So that's two stones for this episode. First episode with stones. Yeah. Um, Goes to tell you and why because it's ending. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, what about what about on the meaty scale? Where does this come down? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a breakfast sausage patty. Patty. Yeah. Because okay. because again I liked I liked Kenny, like holding her accountable for something. Yeah. And not letting her just like skirt skate by on this like like you mentioned like this her story her world situation. Yeah. Like without any regard to anybody else's feelings or emotions. Like well, she says that she does, but it's like you haven't exhibited that at any point. Like, and, and even like I said, even when she talks about Dale, it's about how Dale's a part of her story. Like, she really does just kind of think about herself. And, but anyways, I think that it's important that she was held accountable a little bit. We saw Chris Harrison get a little, like, get a little firm. Yeah. You know, a little, little, little tough here, which I appreciated. And I, I'm, I'm having some respect, and, and that's also a sign that for some of the ways that some of these guys are reacting, they're good dudes. Yeah, that's the cool thing. It's like, and yeah, honestly, they're all, they're they're, all civil. Yeah, and, and they're uh, all older, and they're, they're, do- older. And they're dodging a freaking freight train. <laughs> so like, I'm happy for these guys. I'm actually like, I'm excited to see the season go forward. All right, two stones, and it's a breakfast sausage patty, um, thin but meaty. <laughs> uh, why are you just, laughing? Okay. Well, follow us on Twitter at RO Stones Guys, on Instagram at RO Stones Guys, on YouTube at RO Stones Guys. Um, if you want to send us a message, if you want to be part of the show, DM us. Slide into our DMs. Um, we'd be happy to have you. We can do it through Zoom. We appreciate the continued listenership. Got some spikes in some new areas this past mm-hmm. week. So please share, share, share. Please rate, rate, rate. And don't forget to pass the love. We love you guys. Um, and like we said last episode, the sun is coming up every morning. So keep calm and carry No, no, we don't want to get sued. We don't want to say it. We get sued. So keep calm. And bachelor on. There you go. All right, take it easy.